Hello world. Welcome to the second episode of I'm a Teapot. Our topic today is integrating Django with Webpack and React. Yes. So when we talk about integrating Django with React, we're actually talking about integrating Django with Webpack because that's a more accurate representation of the topic. Because this approach will work with any framework you want, be it Vue.js or Angular. So whenever we start a new project, the question is always what level of integration do we want, right? The problem is, so our current project, our problem was we wanted uh, an integrated and unified approach that allowed us to have the interactivity and the developer experience of a React application plus the power of a Django uh, application. So when we say unified, I'm talking about not having the two things separated into separate services. Exactly. Yeah. And um, the power of Django, like, I mean, there is a lot of things, right? Um, one definitely is the very powerful template language that allows you to render stuff on the server and uh, very easily while well, you provide a context object in the view and you can then do a lot of power, like classical server-side rendering, essentially. That is one aspect I think Michael was mentioning. And the other one is you have all this machinery of static file handling. So each Django app has a static folder. It has all the static assets in it. You have a collect static command that collects all of those. And then there's mm -hmm. a bunch of integrations that can push it to S3, that can push it to any other content delivery network. So there is a lot of... Uh, very battle-tested, very um, well-maintained uh, software to, to handle these static, static files in Django. And we want to keep that, but we want to have the Webpack part, so the uh, React toolchain, these, like, let's say, uh, Web 2.0 or 2.5, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, like... Uh, uh, asset management and bundling of all the node worlds integrated and especially do not um, do not have the JavaScript developers lose any comfort. Um, so how, how do we manage that essentially? Let's start with a production build. So we have Webpack that classically mm -hmm. has all these um, minifiers, etc. So you have all these bunch of files and uh, libraries you are using and it compiles all of those together, right, to one or two, like, the, again, depending on what you do, but essentially for the sake of here, you get one CSS file and one JavaScript bundle. So you get your build artifacts out of Webpack and um, we place them essentially in the static folder of the Django app, which is called front-end. So it's a very simple idea, essentially, by telling Webpack to place them there, Django will find them, Collect Static will find them, and will treat them as any other static asset file. Yeah, that's the idea, essentially. Yes, and on front-end, we use Webpack to generate uh, those same uh, static assets for production builds, and we use Webpack uh, dev server to host them in memory of when we're doing development. This is awesome, but it gives us a bit of a problem, which is that these are essentially still two separate services that aren't really integrated. What we actually want is that the output from Webpack, i.e. the entry point from Webpack, be loaded in Django. 
By entry point, you mean the HTML template Webpack is generating for you, right? Because, well, just from, I think that at least from a backend perspective, I was still at the Django HTML. So what you mean is um, Webpack is generating an HTML template. Mm -hmm. We have to save that. And um, yeah, the reason we have to save that, I think uh, you mentioned that a little bit, like but to have all these dev features like hot reloading, et cetera, um, what it actually does in this template is instead of loading this bundle, it references the Webpack HTTP server that uh, dynamically injects essentially JavaScript and CSS code into yes. your already running HTML well, or React application somewhere. Yes. Um, so we need to... Now we have a problem essentially. And we have one template that is generated by the front end, but we actually want to use the templates that are generated and used by Django developers. So mm -hmm. we have to somehow combine these two worlds. Well, well, this is what, how did you call it? Unify? Unified. Because they're not, they're, they're, they're tightly coupled. Um, they're tightly coupled and they're all, as part, they're all part of the same service. Right, but so they have to work together. We have to to use that output from Webpack in Django. From the backend perspective, from the Django perspective, what we do is we treat the output from Webpack similar to the static files. Actually, actually, exactly like the static files, we make Webpack mm -hmm. and the tool chain of Webpack not only generate the bundles in the static folder but we say hey well you there's actually one more artifact you need to generate because we need this information you need to generate the base template for the react app mm -hmm. put it in the templates folder of this front-end app where again as michael pointed out Django can automatically find it and it can be referenced in all the derived templates and other or in views to in views yeah to be directly um, picked up and rendered by Django. Um, yeah. So what we gain by this, I think Michael will explain in a second how how this is done on the view, uh, on the sorry Webpack side. What we gain by this is Webpack. The front end team can can decide or yeah, what and how the front-end part is referenced in the HTML entry point. So it can either be the production bundle, it can be several production bundles, it can be the dev environment. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so from a front-end perspective, what we'd need to, to get this to work um, is that we need to generate that template that uh, React, uh, that, sorry, I don't know why I just called you React, that Sebastian just mentioned. Right, so Webpack mm -hmm. is very is very flexible with its templates. You can it can spit out any type of templates you want. Right, in our case, we want whatever it spits out to be a valid Django template, so we can actually do that. And then the second part we want is that because we're doing development while the the the, the Django server is running itself, the Django server needs that base template that Sebastian just mentioned. So we can tell Webpack to actually save that web that uh, index.html or whatever that base template mm -hmm. 
when you're doing development, right? So that's like part of the the dev setup which we would need to to get done for, uh, on the front end as well. So you can essentially use all the tools available from both worlds. So yes, you can say okay, I want a, I want this particular page to have a React app on it. Mm -hmm. But for the rest of the application, I'm going to use classical server-side render templates because, well, yeah, I just want, uh, for example, user login and res registration. That is something Django does very well out of the box. Yes. Um, and there's no need to reinvent or like reprogram that in React and like you have a complex, I mean complex, but an API and you have security implications on that. So you can just use the very well-established, um, very simple somewhat also, yeah, form submit to log in. Then you have the session. Yes. Since you run through the uh, Django server and you, you can also, and that's probably one interesting thing, you can in dev, you can still do all of that. So you log in into Django, you get your session, but you still get the hot reloading because you're in the Django server context. You have the Webpack injection on top of that, but just for your for your JavaScript assets and CSS. So um, it's a very flexible work environment, I would say. Yeah, yes. it allows you to use both essentially um, Django templates, all the server-side logic from Django, as well as all the, how you would call it, front-end ease of development and quick reactions. Yeah. Yes. So that's pretty much about it. It's a very simple approach, don't you think? And I think it's actually elegant in some ways. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, as again, like, uh, as we, uh, tended or as Michael mentioned in the beginning, it's elegant, but it always depends on your project on your size, on your team size. There's no one fits all solution to problems. Um, it has a certain complexity in the integration and in the interplay. Um, so right? You have to kind of understand and respect a little bit the boundaries of the other team. You can easily yes. break it if you, I mean, easily break it if you are not carefully. So if you just change your Webpack config completely, you might break the Django template, right? And if you just yes. change the Django static file handling so that it does something completely crazy, you might you just break, break the... Front the end. Um, yeah, for example, if you enforce security, I can guarantee you that whatever Webpack is ejecting <laughs> and doing there, this is essentially a big security hole. <laughs> if you do it in production, you don't do it in production. But yeah, so um, by, of course, yeah, by coupling the two, you couple them essentially, which is a, well, it's a double-edged argument, but like, it's still true. So if you have a big team, for example, I have a big front-end team, you have a big back-end team, you have a big project, it might make sense to have a more clear separation to allow these two teams to release independently, to work independently. Mm -hmm. um, and then the approach Michael was referring to in the beginning, where you have separate deployments, where you have separate um, dinos, or like yeah, you have some uh, running or something, where essentially 
um, there is a clear API and you have an architect that explains this, um, well, that explains and defines and discusses these API and API changes. You might have several front ends or several backends, but it comes with a lot of overhead. So it has yeah. to be worth it. Yeah, as I said, it is, it's, a, it's, it's a literal double-edged sword. It has got amazing benefit, but it also has some downsides and it entirely depends on the project and the people. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I think it's time to wrap up. Maybe let's mention that we are preparing a blog post because I guess just spoken, this was a little bit difficult to follow in the details, but like what we wanted to get across here is the idea and uh, inspire people to try different approaches. Um, but obviously this is not fully our own idea. Other people uh, started this. There is an example on Vue out there, for example, doing exactly this um, with having Webpack rendering the template. We will mention all of that in our blog post. Um, uh, yeah, stay tuned. And we would be happy to um, hear you next time. Yes. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. <coughs>